You got the chill. The chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Somebody said he's come to the hoodies. Hey. Hey. Hey, man. Man. Yeah, I got it. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. <laughs> the hell is going on out here? This is Rutledge and Hamilton. Uh, presented by Coors Light. the Monster Blue, you know what to do. <laughs> That's crush a Coors Light like we've been crushing the last three minutes on these airwaves. Apparently, Ryan Wollersheim back at the Everlight Solar Studios crushing Coors Light today because... Uh, if I, Ryan, if you're not drunk, I don't know what's going on because <laughs> between your sports center and whatever that audio was out of context, and I know what it was, but anyone else listening just thinks someone <laughs> put their toddler on the air to babble. <laughs> uh, it's been a, a weird start. So we are, are live at the forward club here, uh, Alex Strofe and yeah. the Jim Rutledge. The main part of Rutledge and Hamilton. Matt always wonders, Jim, why is your name first on the marquee? Because I'm here. Yeah, where's my name? Uh, We were joking about that before you got here. Yeah. I think we're to a point where I deserve my name on the show. I work a lot more than Matt Hamilton. True, but you don't have a gold medal. I understand that, but at least I'm here. Do you have your name on any show? No. Oh. Took you a while, though, too, didn't it? Maybe. I don't know. On the I feel like I'm trying to think of shows like Madison's Game Night. I did it was pro, it was probably with Craig Scalzo and Jim Rutledge. Right. I did that show right? Like the Great Dane Huddle is with Alex Strofe, but that's not the name of the show. Like Rutledge and Hamilton, your and name also, has like, some oomph behind it, you know? Yeah, and you're not the star of that show. That's with Tark Solid, Derek Engler, and Alex Strofe has happened to be a, right, around. Right, and right. Right now, it's Brad Nortman, right? Yeah, yeah. So here like in the off season. Yeah, but like, yeah, you're not the star of that. Just like Matt Hamilton might be the star, but that allows him to show up sporadically. He's out in San Francisco, got a flower in his hair, so he's having a great time. <laughs> you're probably not wrong about that. But that's how the song goes. Oh, gotcha. That's how the song goes. If you're going to San Francisco, I think it's like put a flower in your hair or something along those lines. You can get into the show, 844-770-3776. If you were wondering what that gibberish was in the open of the show, that was Giannis on an Instagram Live responding to a question about Giannis joining the Golden State Warriors. And that uh, his response was basically, no, that's not going to happen. I'm not that type of player. So I take that as a direct shot at LeBron James. Uh, yeah, definitely, totally. Even though it was probably more of a shot at, at, at KD, but who actually did join the Warriors. Oh, look, but. I'm not going to – I know, but like what LeBron did and KD did are – Essentially the same. Both weak moves. I agree with that. But nonetheless, I mean, Giannis is here for a couple more seasons, but but he doesn't know who his head coach is. And that's, that's the part that's bugging me. Is right he, though? Like, I don't want to get into it, but we can't sit here. This is an incredibly important hire for the Milwaukee Bucks. For sure. Because everyone that wants to get in their feelings and act like, oh, there's no way Giannis is going anywhere. I guarantee you screw this up and this team loses again in the first round. Giannis is at least 
looking around. He's going to get a wandering eye. And he can go somewhere because starting in September, he can extend his contract. Now, he's not going to do that, but that's more for a business sense of things because that allows, if he extended early, that'll screw him up with the new collective bargaining agreement. He won't be able to maximize his money. So he's not going to take that money, but he has the opportunity to extend coming up here. I believe it's in September, October. He's not going to take that opportunity to extend because it would not make smart business sense to him. But that will immediately start triggering speculation. Now, if the Bucks stink and screw up this coaching hire, it will go out there because that's the NBA. Even if Giannis doesn't want to do that, he's also said, I would love to, paraphrasing here, I'd love to play in Chicago. It's one of, you know, premier NBA city. It's one of the legacy teams in uh, the NBA. You're just trying to manifest. But that's what he said. So if you're talking about manifesting, it would be Giannis manifesting. My point being is that we can't sit here confidently and say, we got Giannis no matter what. You screw it up in this coaching hire, and I, I think Giannis is well within his right to leave. I have no problem. If Giannis, if the if the Bucks screw up whatever they're going to do this offseason with Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton and the coaching staff, and they screw it up and this team is just cooked, I don't have a problem with Giannis leaving. I LeBron created this. I do. Why would you not? Because I don't blame him. Uh, well, yeah, I don't I, want I, him to leave, but I'm not going to have a problem with Giannis if he left. No, no, no. I mean, I don't disagree with that. But look, I mean, they, they've got two years of him at least, and then he has a but, player option after the 25-26 season. But not really. The player option is going to be denied. And wait, clock's working. It's a player is, option. It's not going to by, by him, you mean? Yes. He'll decline? Well, right. Yes. And but so and you still get two seasons of him. But no, because you're going to have to trade. You're not going to trade him. You're not going to get two whole seasons because you have to move off of him. You're going to likely, if he wants to leave, you're going to trade him. Because you want to get the most you can for him, a la Kevin Durant, who signed a fresh deal when it was recently traded. You cannot count on more than next season with Giannis, 100%. 100% you have next season with Giannis. After that, every single year goes down some percentage unless you go but win a title. You, what do you get for compensation for a guy like Giannis, who's better than Kevin Durant at this stage in his career? Right? Like, it's, it's not apple, or it's apples to oranges in that regard. So I'm confident you get at least two years of Giannis. Well, you can be confident all you want. You're, it's not 100% for two years. You can say you're confident all you want. It's not a real thing. And, and it's not not 100% I wake up tomorrow, but I'm pretty damn confident I'm going to wake it up It is tomorrow. more likely you're going to wake up tomorrow than Giannis is on the team two years from now. I, I would I one million percent disagree with well, that. Well, that's fine and dandy. <laughs> you disagree all you want, but the facts I'm say... I'm not a very healthy individual. But also, the facts say, and I'm not wishing this, and I hope he stays, but the facts say that if the Bucks screw, if the Bucks screw up this year, and let's say they about, get bounced again in the first round, they didn't make the right coach hire, or they didn't make the right moves, and this team looks in a downward trajectory, if Giannis goes to the Bucks and says, I'm out, he's out. Because that's the player power that they have right now. Now, I don't want to talk about that, but you'd get more than you got. Than the, I think the biggest trade out there that kind of broke the NBA was the Rudy Gobert trade, and the Bucks would get more than that. You would have an opportunity to rewrite your roster, and you wouldn't be cooked because you would try to trade Giannis. But they're not there yet, and they're far from it. But it explains a little bit of why they're interviewing everyone and their mother right now for the, the head coaching job with the Milwaukee Bucks because you don't want to screw it up. Have you been interviewed yet? Because I, I got a weird email this morning that I think I may be, uh, I may be uh, in consideration for the head coaching job because, as you said, everybody that uh, is capable of breathing and has an active pulse has been interviewed for this opening. And I don't think that's good optically, Jim. Like, as a Bucks fan, I want a team that has a direction in mind, right, that has an understanding of at least the M.O. of the head coach they're looking for, the energy they're looking for, the type of person that can lead this team with high championship expectations and – all these interviews, like you said, everybody and their mother's been interviewed for this job, and we still haven't seen a second round interview or, or, or a finalist list or anything of that of that regard. 
I, I think optically this is, this is not good. I don't think they have any idea what the hell they're looking for, and which isn't also, good. And I don't know as far as everyone, as far as how they're being reported. I mean, they may have snuck a, a Nick Nurse under the radar. Uh, they may have snuck someone else under the radar. Woj obviously is very connected, and I'm guessing he has someone within the Milwaukee Bucks. But when you're requesting an interview, you've got you, you to put that out there right away so then everyone, that team knows you're interviewing their coach, and then that obviously can get out to Woj through multiple different ways. The problem I have is not interviewing a ton of people. The problem I have is that they have no like really set – forget even one pathway. They don't have two clear pathways because Kenny Atkinson, that makes sense. Then you go with Scott Brooks. A very similar type of coach there. Monty Williams, uh, another one that makes sense, Frank Vogel, in the idea that, okay, those coaches, championship-level coaches, or at least have been around championship teams, Kenny Atkinson as an assistant with the Warriors, Scott Brooks has been got Oklahoma City to the uh, NBA Finals, yep. Monty Williams got his team to the NBA Finals, Frank Vogel won one with the Lakers. So those guys at least, okay, that makes sense. Then you have Charles Lee, the Bucks assistant. That's a, a hot assistant there. Uh, Adrian Griffin, uh, an assistant who's been with the Bucks and the Bulls in Toronto. Highly thought of assistant. Chris Quinn with the Miami Heat. Uh, highly thought of assistant has been with the Heat his entire career, Heat culture. So that's three up-and-coming young assistants on premier teams, one in-house. But then you get uh, James Borrego, who was kind of just a, a, a failed coach and maybe has an opportunity to do it at some point, but he's so young and he failed already. And I don't think he had enough time to reset to be excited about it. And you have Mark Jackson. Ugh, get, that's disgusting. Yeah, I don't like that one at uh, all. Kelvin Sampson. That is, that is to the point that I tweeted out. That almost seems like a, like a, hey, doing you a favor, bud, because he spent some time in Milwaukee. Like, I don't, I don't get that way. So, don't, by all means, Houston has been, a, has been a college powerhouse the last couple of years. But that, that, that one doesn't make a sense. So a lot of these, again, a college coach, then are you going to throw Jay Wright into this? But – the, the issue I have is that they haven't picked, you know, pick one lane, pick two. If you want to go down both tracks and say, I want to see what a, a proven assistant brings to me, and then I want to see, I think I accidentally unmuted myself here, uh, and then I want to see what a hot, like, up-and-coming assistant brings, and then go from there, fine and dandy. I'm okay with that. I get that. But then you have these bunch of never ha- never worse or, or has-beens. I mean, Mark Jackson's claim to fame is that – he screwed up having Steph Curry, and Steve Curry had to come in and fix it. Like, Mark Jackson was the coach of the Warriors before they took off, and he didn't know what to do with uh, – he had Monte Ellis and Steph Curry, and he didn't know how to win with that group. And obviously other players were at it, but that's Mark Jackson's claim to fame is he wasn't good enough to coach with those teams. So 844-770-3776. Do you have an issue with the Milwaukee Bucks interviewing everyone? If you interview everyone, does that mean you're interviewing no one? Yeah, I mean, that's the way I kind of feel right now, right? And there's a couple of names on this list that would get me excited, right? Kenny Atkinson leading the way of the list you just read off of the confirmed interviews right now. But a lot of these guys don't have championship experience. Monty Williams does, but what happened when he was in the finals, Jim? The Bucks beat him, right? Uh, Frank Vogel won in the bubble, but he got fired, got pushed out by LeBron because... He wasn't cutting it in LeBron's eyes, and that's, that's a, a generational superstar like Giannis is. So a lot of these names don't excite me, right? Scott Brooks is an interesting name, but I don't think that's an upgrade from Budenholzer. I, I, I don't view a lot of these names as an upgrade from Budenholzer. The thing he struggled with was in-game adjustments. Uh, one guy that's thrived in that department, whose name isn't on this list, is a name we've talked about from the get-go from this situation. That's Nick Nurse, right? That was, uh, of course, the guy that shadowed Giannis in that Eastern Conference Finals a few years ago, Maybe 
made a lot of uh, you know in-game adjustments on how to defend Giannis, and that was something that Bud lacked. That was always the knock on Budenholzer and what ultimately led to his ousting in Milwaukee. But a lot of these names don't get me excited. And I, I just, I don't really know what direction they're headed in. It seems like they're going to ro- roll through 37 interviews before they even have an idea of their top five. So I like that. I guess they're doing their due diligence, but it just seems like they're throwing stuff at a wall and seeing what sticks. And I don't think that's a good direction for an organization that has championship expectations, win now type expectations. I just don't feel that that sense of urgency in the search. And maybe I'm by myself in that, in, on that island. But that's the way I feel looking at this list. Uh, Joe Prunty was one person who was interviewed the last time they were up for this job when they hired Budenholzer. Monty Williams was. Uh, they also interviewed... Uh, David Blatt, Steve Clifford, Becky Hammond, uh, and Itore Messina were some names that were interviewed. I don't know who all those players, all yeah, those coaches are, those but are. pulling off the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel article when they hired Budenholzer. So this is what they did last time, and they did say that they were going to try to basically respect the process and meet with as many people as possible to make sure they're getting the, the right head coach. And I understand that the concern is some of these names are complete Fs. And I tweeted this out. At Jim Rutledge, and I basically said, now I'm starting to get nervous because if you're interviewing these guys, that means there's a chance. Yeah. I don't want to live in a world where Mark Jackson or Kelvin Sampson or Scott Brooks is the coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. That, to me, is a thousand times worse than Charles Lee. And Charles Lee might be good, but Charles Lee is an unproven assistant and could be, forget even selling it to the fans. Why did they let Budenholzer go? And, and, And Alex, I think you made one, I think, common mistake now that fans are making that. In today's NBA, doesn't matter about being better than Budenholzer. Be equal but different. Like that's what they sure. need. They need a different voice. I mean, being so, equal means you win a title, right? right? But Monty Williams was, I think, and the Budenholzer title. And I don't need a title for the head coach to be uh, given the job because Giannis. And I've said this before. This is not taking away what Budenholzer did, but he was the same coach year in and year out in a good way. That's he's a very consistent coach. And then Giannis had one of the most dominant playoff performances in NBA history, and that, along with Budenholzer and the rest of the team, got them a title. And that's not negating what Budenholzer did because he was the team. He put this team in position here. But this is also a team. We can talk. We can. I'm not saying it's a knock against Budenholzer, but if Durant's foot is a little smaller, he's fired. So. I'm saying he's not irreplaceable. You could bring in Kenny Atkinson. You could bring in some of these coaches. You could bring in maybe even uh, Adrian Griffin, and you might sell me on it that these coaches are his equal because X, Y, and Z, and they are up. They are worthwhile. But you can't sell me on Kelvin Sampson, a Mark Jackson, a Scott Brooks. There's just some that you cannot sell me on. Others I'll buy, but you cannot sell. Forget me, the players on someone like Calvin Sampson or Mark Jackson. Those scream Jason Kidd type screw-ups. Go I ask agree. Dallas I agree. what happens when you think uh, you're, you're smarter than everyone else and you bring in a bum like Jason Kidd. Milwaukee knows what a bum Jason Kidd is, so you don't want to make that sort of mistake. And that's the concern I have is that you, could, you run the risk of falling in love with an in-up coach because it's, it's not about – Doing better. Doc Rivers was fired. Monty Williams fired. Nick Nurse was fired. All these coaches are, I think, equals of Budenholzer. They're just different flavors of it. And some have a little bit more on their resume. Some have less. Some have done it more recently. But they're all kind of the same. But sometimes maybe you need something different to unlock this locker room or what they think it's going to be. 
Yeah, you're right about that. Look, I mean, when it comes to winning a championship, you need to meet three three qualities, right? Or, or three, you need to check three things off the list. Number one is you need to be good. The Bucks are that year in and year out. Number two, you need to be healthy. The last two years, that has not been the case for the Bucks in the postseason. Giannis gets hurt this year. Last year, obviously, they lose Chris Middleton in the postseason, and ultimately they lose in the second round of the Celtics in seven games. And the third is you need to be lucky, right? You need You need things to go wrong for other teams. You need to have the correct path in front of you. All three of those things were met in 2021 for the Bucks. That just hasn't been the case the last two years. You need to be good. You need to be healthy. You need to get lucky. That's the case, that is the formula for every championship team in the NBA, and it's a lot easier said than done, but that's what you need, and, and that's the way things broke off for uh, for the Bucks in 2021. You look back in 2019 for the Tor- Toronto Raptors, right? They were a good team, but they also caught some breaks in the finals against the Warriors, and they were healthy. So uh, it, it's those three things you need to check off the list. And it's it's a lot easier said than done. But Mike Budenholzer got that in 2021. Look, I still don't love that he was fired. I'll be honest with you. I didn't love it then. I still don't love it now. Because, to your point, maybe you don't necessarily need an upgrade, but you need something fresh and you need a good coach. Bottom line, you need a very good coach. And... I just I'm not in love with with a lot of these names that are on the list right now, but we'll find out. We'll we'll hopefully in the next week or two have some sense of a direction the Bucks are heading. The nice thing is they have time, right? The season doesn't start for another five months, so they have time to figure this out. Especially if it's well, a guy you know like Kenny Atkinson, which obviously the Warriors are out now. But you you've got time. Well, no, you have you've got to know. You got. I'm not saying wait until July 4th, but I mean, you said months from now. You need to know. Before NBA free agency gets going, well, right, but I mean, you've, so. you've got time. Like I just said, the season doesn't start for another. Well, that's five when you months. went to the season. You need someone long before well, the season. You got that, like Jim. three weeks. You got three weeks, right, which to, is a lot of time to hire someone here, considering uh, that they've done sixty-seven interviews already. Now, part of this is in today's. You got Woj out there. He's connected. Today's day and age, information is power. Every little interview you do is going to be important. And are some of these interviews? Forget a favor to Kelvin Sampson. Who's his agent? Is this a favor to someone's agent to get his name in, on a list to get paid more by Houston? And these are the sort of things that happen within the NBA. I care more about the second round of interviews. And where does that go? Because kicking the tires on all these guys, if it comes through that they talk to uh, you know, Brooks and Sampson and Mark Jackson and all these uh, for, you know, fringe-level candidates, but by the time... The only person that got a second interview is, is Atkinson and Griffin, and you know maybe they talked to Nick Nurse, and maybe Nick Nurse has just moved past this first round of interviews That's too. Fair. So there's a plenty of different ways to look at it. Dave the Deerfield idiot chimes in: Rivers, Brooks, Sampson, and Jackson don't do it for me. Atkinson, national media first. Sorry, Jim, uh, you're not first on him. I don't know if I was first on him or not, but I've been. You were early. I was early. I, I wasn't claiming to be first though either. I'm not. I love the NBA, but I'm not an NBA guy. He said Williams sounds okay. The Adam and Madison chimes in. Kind of agree with Strofe. It'd be less unnerving if we could get four or five names that they're really focusing on rather than interviewing anyone with an open time slot that's been around basketball. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because they didn't screw up Budenholzer in hiring him, but also Alex more than ever they didn't screw up firing him. These good coaches, good coaches, are being fired after him totally. successfully. This is not some sort of rash thing. This is par for the NBA, and 
Here's and it, 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 it is par for the NBA, but it, it is at a new level this year, right? You look at, I mean, the top three winningest teams since 2020 have all fired their head coach. And it's just different, right? Yeah. There's so many teams with massive superstars, right? You look at Philly and Joel Embiid. You look at Phoenix with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. You look at Milwaukee with Giannis and company. I mean, there was just these massive openings, massive openings. Because it, it, this feels rare in that regard, but I understand your point. It is, is par for the course. This is more commonplace because now all those coaches have been fired. The ones who've won, like, Coach of the Year the last – couple years outside of Steve Kerr have all been let go, basically. So when sure. you look at it, this is the new NBA, and it goes back to LeBron and the player empowerment side of things, and it goes back to our original conversation with Giannis. Giannis is on a clock. You might not believe he is, but the Bucks think he is. The Bucks know that they are on a clock with Giannis. They can't screw this up. They can't dink around and have another year of maybe it'll work with Budenholzer because realistically, if you look at Budenholzer in the playoffs, the title year was the outlier. Every other year, he's failed to perform. And you can find reasons why, but the t- and go all the way back to Atlanta. Atlanta, and now they didn't have the star, but there were years there were the one seed, and they get bounced in the second round, or I think even in the first round. Yeah. He has been a playoff underperformer his entire career outside of that title. That's why he was tracking to be fired before that title. And I, I like Budenholzer as a person. I think he was a, a good coach. You could do a lot worse than him. Mark Jackson, Calvin Sampson, Scott Brooks. You could do a lot worse than Budenholzer, and he will quickly have a job. I think he might be interviewing in Philadelphia. Yes, yeah. But... New voice, and you've got to have the right guy for this team. And that's where we're trying to figure out. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. We're presented by Coors Light. Uh, we're live from the Forward Club. Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Bobby Marks can sign a three-year, $173 million extension or a two-year, $118 million extension with the Bucks, starting September 22nd. Although that is unlikely to happen, I wouldn't freak out. It's not because he wouldn't want to sign with the team. It has to do with a little bit of, I think, procedural. As the new collective bargaining uh, is updated, I think he can make more money by waiting is the way I understand it. So it seems unlikely that he'll sign this extension uh, on September 22nd, three years, 173, which would basically lock him in for his prime. Now, Alex Stroh said before the break, there's no way Giannis would go anywhere, but let's not forget that Giannis That's did not. That's not what I said. You said that it was more likely that Giannis is here the next two years than you waking up tomorrow morning. Now, yeah. Giannis did not sign. You said he was built differently, but Giannis did not he sign his deal with the Milwaukee Bucks to stay, this latest extension, until they mortgaged their future, rightfully, to bring in Drew Holiday. Then he signed. Giannis is loyal, but he's not an idiot. Uh, yeah, that's fair. But uh, Which I, goes I, back to this coach hire being incredibly important. It is, by all means. But when you look at Giannis, right, he signed a contract to be here through at least, at the least, the 25 season, 24-25 season. He's going to honor that. That's just how he is. It's just... It, I mean, you can laugh, but you could you, oh, you could point man. to every You're example so in NBA history. You're but so, so is Giannis, so right? So like sweet. he is not the normal superstar. He's I don't know why you're laughing. Twenty four, twenty five seasons. Yeah, uh, the player option is after the twenty. So he he's, he's technically he's a free agent. After he could opt in twenty five, twenty six. He's not going to do that. I mean, yeah, I agree he's with loyal, you. He'll, he's not an idiot. He'll extend. He'll, be he'll a extend free agent that. after twenty four, twenty five. That is his last season. 24-25 under his current contract is his last season with the Bucks. And I don't want to make this about Giannis leaving the Bucks, but he's loyal, but he's not an idiot. And I, the older you get, the more you want to, one, spread your wings, but more importantly, 
win another title. And the Bucks right now are at a make or break point with their franchise. And I think that's the part that we're trying to wash away by Leonis too loyal is never gonna leave. He's loyal, but he's not an idiot. And here's the thing. They have to figure out what they're doing with Chris Middleton and that's number one, or Drew Holiday. They have to move one of these two players. Chris Middleton, uh, younger than Drew Holiday, but seems to have far more, I would say, mileage on his body and maybe less room for athletic error the way he plays. He's not a super athletic player to begin with, so any sort of loss of athleticism could bring his game down some, and that's been evident the last two years. As far as his contested mid-range jumpers, you can get it to the advanced analytics. He's gone from elite to fine, but you can't pay fine or good $40 million plus per year going forward. So that's one guy you have to figure out. Are you going to roll the dice and bring him back and expect health that he hasn't had the last two years? I don't know the right answer in it. Chris Middleton, when he is healthy, is a all-star caliber player. Then you have Drew Holiday. And so do you try to move one of those players to get uh, multiple good but not great players? Do you try to bring in draft picks to try to to get this thing restarted on the fly and bring in some, some young guys? I don't think you can make that happen in this draft. But they're on a timeline. And then they also have, oh, by the way, also have to get the right coach for the job. John Horst is either going to end up getting a statue outside of Pfizer Forum with this or get fired. Because either he's going to figure out how to do it, and he's going to keep Giannis, he's going to hire the right coach, he's going to retool this roster, and this team is going to be smooth sailing the rest of the way, or he's going to be out of a job. I'm hoping for, and all evidence points, the horse is good at his job, I'm hoping for he figures it out and everyone's happy. Giannis is not going to leave if this team makes the Eastern Conference Finals next season or, or, the, or the next two years. That's not going to get them gone. I'm saying if they screw this up, though, they could be a team that's losing early in the playoffs, and then Giannis is going to look at it. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and John Horst, I think uh, all signs point that he is good at his job. But the other fact of this is there is new ownership, right? Jimmy Haslam is now in play, and, and how does he manage a team? Our example from the NFL side of things is – well, it's an absolute dumpster fire, right? I mean, you look at the Cleveland Browns, and you know, you, you know for a fact he has not done a good job as an owner there. So what, what does that bring into this? How, how does he manage a guy like John Horst? And how, what, is, what, what is his fingerprints on this coaching hiring uh, process? So there is more to this than, than maybe we've dove into, but I, I, overall, I don't know, man. I, I think you're right. I, I think Giannis is safe as long as they don't screw this up because they are in a win-now mode. And this is uh, even before Coach Bud was fired, we talked about how crucial of an offseason this is for the Bucks, given all the pieces, how, who do they bring back, who's gone, what is the new look for this team in 2023-24? Because it's not going to be the the, uh, the the rollover like they had last year into this past season. You mentioned Jimmy Haslam. I just started freaking out because I feel like I don't want any part of Miles Bridges here. I mean, that's who Jimmy Haslam is. He's right. got to brought in Deshaun Watson. That's yeah. not what I want here yeah. in Wisconsin. I don't yeah. want I don't want bad people like Deshaun Watson or Miles Bridges brought to to try to win some games. That I don't want around. So when you look at it with the Bucks, they clearly whether it was directly from Giannis or a feeling that they had or from Giannis's camp, they have already told themselves, we can't run it back. They already knew, because the whole purpose in John Horst's life as a GM is to keep Giannis happy and in Milwaukee for as long as possible. That is every breath he takes, because Giannis is loyal, but he's not an idiot. So he felt, he feels some pressure, because he knew, I can't run it back one more time with, with Coach Budenholzer and give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't have that sort of leeway. Yeah. He knew that. He knows that. Yeah. So that's already move one. And now the other moves come here. Now, 
I'm not saying Bucks fans. But do you remember? I mean, this is how different Giannis is, right? Like, do you remember back when Jason Kidd was fired? How upset he was about that? Because yeah. I was his guy, right? And he just thought there was no way they could replace him. Now he's been through this already, so it doesn't seem like he's reacting the same way uh, with Budenholzer. As he did with Jason Kidd. Maybe it helps they won a title together. Maybe he knew, you know, for years, obviously, you point back to the 21 offseason, or excuse me, postseason, when they won the title, if Kevin Durant's shoe was a size smaller or a half size smaller, Putinholz was out of a job then. So maybe he was under the the understanding, you know, if this season, although Giannis doesn't view it this way, if this if this postseason is a failure, Budenholzer has gone, now he is. He hasn't really said much in regards to it outside of a, a heartfelt thank you post. And again, so, these are not... Again, this is more of, I think, horse understanding the landscape of the NBA. Look, there's people in, in, Sanford, or in Golden State who think that Steph's going to end up his career in Charlotte because that's where his dad played, that at some point Steph's going to want to be there. That the NBA, LeBron was going to have his jersey retired by two, maybe three teams. It's just Aaron Rodgers wasn't going any – it wasn't that long ago he said he wanted to retire Green Bay Packer. Now, Giannis is such a better <laughs> overall – Apples to oranges, right? my man. Right, but he said that not that long ago until Jordan Love was picked. But again – but again, you know, he said it after Jordan Love was picked, first off. So you he can, said, never, he you can never say never. Uh, right, but you're comparing Aaron Rodgers' uh, reliability to Giannis and Tenacumpo's reliability. You three, understand what you're saying, Before right? Jordan Love was picked – you would have been here. There's no way Aaron Rodgers playing anywhere but Green Bay. I, I, I a, mean, I thought that last offseason, but, but once saying, again, this is Aaron Rodgers versus but, Giannis, but, but Jim. Aaron Rodgers wasn't this Aaron Rodgers until they drafted Jordan Love. That's what we forget. Yeah. People change. They age. They, they, I, it, I, I, I refuse to believe Giannis will ever change. I refuse to believe it. He already has, man. But he wasn't like a Cali grown-up like, uh, surf changed. bro like Rogers, People, dude. He, he grew up overseas. But, he came okay. here. He's grateful Circle, for the opportunity okay. to even have the opportunity. They're so just, he has to be they're not idiot. even close to the so same So he has people. to be a moron? Why would he be a moron if for staying Buc- in Milwaukee? If the Bucks screw it up, then he's done. The team is cooked. They have nowhere to go. Uh, That's the point. If they screw this up, their cap is locked, and now they don't have a coach, and Giannis is going to walk away because the Bucks just froze their car. That would be stupid. That's why he's loyal but not an idiot. They have an opportunity right now to fix it. If they don't fix it, they're cooked for a while, and they can't win. Look at the NBA. You have to have these players. It's not that hard to figure out. Giannis is loyal, but he's not an idiot. Horst, I, I think we can believe in him to get this done. But he also has a lot of pressure, and he knows it. That's why he fired Budenholzer, that he can't screw this up. Look at how few dynasties and how rare it is for a player to stay on a team that doesn't win titles. It is incredibly rare. Kawhi Leonard left, Paul George, all these players who are really great. Kevin Durant, loyal, not loyal, good guy, not good guy. There's nothing wrong with moving around. It's just the NBA. They know there's a time frame on the NBA, what you can do because of the salary cap. Who, who, lock is, it up. who, who had the biggest influence on Giannis's career, NBA career? Who had, in terms of players, who had the biggest influence on him? Guy, yeah. guy quotes every day. Kobe, Kobe Bryant. How many teams did Kobe Bryant play for? When, you, when was that? When was what? When did Kobe Bryant retire? Kobe Bryant retired five years ago, but who does Giannis still quote every day? That's fine and dandy. That he's, doesn't mean – you he, are right. You are so funny to me. You just don't acknowledge the rest of the NBA. Fine. Because Giannis isn't like the rest okay, of the I NBA. You, and if we I ignore that – I'll bet you $500 that Giannis doesn't finish his career with the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, that's not the bet we're going with. I bet you $500 Giannis is a buck in two years. You, 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 I'll bet you 500 – wait, so – You're telling me he's not going to be here. You said no, there's a better no, chance no, he leaves than I wake no, up no, tomorrow. No, no, you said in two years. My whole point was – and again, you're not listening, which is not uncommon – it's a 100% chance he plays for the Milwaukee Bucks next year. If they screw it up, that 100% goes to, uh, down to maybe 80%. 
That's what I said. You're trying to extrapolate it out to he's leaving. I'm saying he's not signing this extension. If it goes to 100 to 80, and then he's gone, then he walks and he's traded. In two years, if they screw this up, that's my whole point. Giannis isn't going to sit here if they screw it up. He's 100% on the team next year, and he'll be 80% on the team the following year. That's the two years. If they screw it up, they might have to trade him in year two to maximize value. That's not out of the question. There's a 20% chance that could happen if they screw up this year. If they don't screw it up, I'll make the bet with you after I see what John Horst does. <laughs> I have to see what he does. If he doesn't screw it up, then it's fine. My whole point is if he screws it up. Well, they've interviewed everybody with a pulse. I think there's a very uh, low chance they screw it up. Well, there's that part of it. But more importantly, you have to figure out the roster because it's old. It looks old. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean that's priority two this offseason. Right? Actually, one and for beat. me, one. Yeah, that's fair. I don't fair. care who coaches Honestly, the team. that's fair. It's old. Like, Grayson Allen is not athletic, so that's, it's either old or, or unathletic. Uh, you have Chris Middleton, who unfortunately looks past his prime. Maybe he bounces back. That's what they know that we don't. They know his medicals. They know what he can do. Drew Holiday is 31, 32 years old. And so, and then Lopez is older. I love Bobby Portis. He's 28. He's... He's athletic for the rest of us, but he's not. A, they need athleticism, and they need youth, and they need three-point shooting. Is that all? Yeah, probably not, to be honest with you. I mean, I, look, it was a total failure. This and then year, you look at what it, my favorite person in the world, Giannis Antetokounmpo, said is loyal to a fault and will continue to be loyal, and he will be a buck in 2024, 2025. Thank you very much. What about 25-26? He probably won't opt in. To your point, he's not an idiot, but he'll be here. I mean, I'm confident he'll be here. I just you, have, so you're it, confident in John Horst. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, it, it's similar, and obviously it's, it's apples to oranges here as well, but like, it, it's, it's kind of like the NCAA, right, with all this NIL and transfer portal. You're recruiting your own players every day. That's also the superstar effect in the NBA, where John Horst is still recruiting Giannis, even though he has him under contract for at least another two years. He's still recruiting him every single yeah. day. Uh, will he finish his career in Milwaukee? That I'm not confident in, but his NBA career is going to last another 10 years at least. We'll talk about it more on the other side. We're not that far apart. I think John Horse will do will fix this, but if he doesn't, that's well, when it sounds John, like we're five hundred dollars apart. Well, I want to see what he does. Because <laughs> here's the thing: if the I could put it like this: if the Bucks don't make the Eastern Conference Finals the next two years, Giannis is gone. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Keep on saying it over and over again. Giannis, Giannis is loyal, but he's not an idiot. I'm Jim Rutledge. Rutledge is an idiot guy. I already call him an idiot. Chiming in. Let me guess. If the Bucks screw it up, Giannis is gone. It's, it's amazing, though, Jimmy, uh, how, how there's no strophe is an idiot guys texting in. Just Rutledge is an idiot guys. Isn't that no, fascinating? Yeah, nobody cares what you have to say. Uh, I don't I, think that's I what understand. it is. I understand. Nobody cares enough. I just don't think no. anybody thinks I'm an idiot. No, you just placate. You, you just, you're, you're feeding the, the Pollyanna fan base out there. He's Alex Strofe. I'm Jim Rutledge. Pollyanna? Now, here's what I want to say. And so when I'm talking about this Bucks hire, this is how we got there, and they're interviewing a lot of coaches, and Alex is upset about it, I don't disagree, that it, it's not good optics when it seems like you're just interviewing everyone. It's good business. It's not a bad Yeah, like you're move. covering your ass in case of, right, like in case somebody pops out of nowhere. But 
optically, it just it, it looks to me, as a fan of the box, it, it it looks to me like you have no idea what you want. And for me, it's more the Mark Jackson, Kelvin Sanders. It's like going on Tinder and just swiping right on everybody, right? Like, I'm just going to swipe right until somebody really sticks out to me. Like, that's what I feel like the Bucks are doing. And I don't like that. Well, again, they have – I'm fine if they had two paths, if they had a type, if they wanted to go with your Tinder analogy here. If they wanted to go with the type that said, I want – a proven head coach that either has championship pedigree as a head or an assistant, as an assistant coach who's also been a head coach, like a Kenny Atkinson or a Scott Brooks, or I want uh, a really highly thought of assistant like Chris Quinn from a really great team, uh, Miami assistant. It's the Mark Jacksons and the Kelvin Sampsons of the world that make it really weird. And here's – Yeah, I, I, I honestly I, – I, I think – and I said this a bit earlier for just joining us, but the Kelvin Sampson one more to me seems like, hey, let's do you a favor. But also, like, we can't sit here and act like he hasn't had success, right? It's a mid-major conference that Houston plays in, and they've been a, they've been a number one seed, I think, each of the last two years in the NCAA tournament. So, But it, it obviously is very different levels, right? right. It, the transition from, from college to NBA works out – Better in basketball. It usually never works out in college football to the NFL. But it's still pretty rare. He, he was a former assistant in Milwaukee, so I think it's more of, hey, let's do you a favor. Let's see how you've grown since you've been here. And that's it. I actually think you're thinking too much into it. We'll help you get a payday. Right, he already got an extension before he, he interviewed. Can, he can get more. Uh, he, Jim Harbaugh. He's now the 14th, he's the 14th highest paid college basketball coach in all of college basketball. Every year that changed last week. Every co- he can still get more. I mean, but who knows? This interview could have been scheduled. He might have told them last week, hey, I got an interview with the Bucks, and now Woj broke it. Like, I guarantee this is also a agent play Maybe. for Calvin Maybe. Sampson. I promise you that, that the agent is involved in this. I would say it's probably more of a, of a favorite. When was Sampson here? Uh, that I don't know off the top of my head. Because I'll was he here with this ownership group? Was he here with this staff? I don't know. So not going to do a favor to a guy that wasn't around when they were around. But his agent could be interesting. It could be a favor to his agent. Uh, he though. was here from 08 to 11. That's a long time ago. I, don't know. I think that's post-owners or pre-ownership change. Yeah, so I don't know a favor. I don't know who's here from that window. It's probably a favor to an agent. It's probably a favor to maybe someone around the team knows Calvin Sampson. Maybe he gives them more insight on a draft pick in the future. It's definitely, I feel like that's transactional. Whatever the transaction is, it's transactional there. But if you don't think the Bucks are at least worried about Giannis's happiness, then take your head out of the sand because – Giannis didn't sign his first extension until they traded for Drew Holiday. Then he signed that extension. Giannis is loyal. He's not an idiot. They fired Budenholzer because they knew they couldn't just run it back one more time because they know that Giannis can sign his extension September 22nd. He's likely not to do that because, again, for contract purposes, he'll make a little bit more money if he waits a little bit longer. So I won't read too much into that. And I didn't, for the first time, I didn't think Giannis was leaving the first time. So don't lump me in with, you know, you're all mad at ESPN. Don't lump me in with that. I'm a Bucks fan. I want Giannis to be here. But I think that you are borderline insane if you think that Giannis is just here forever. Or just guaranteed here the next five years. Well, yeah, I mean, if, if they start pulling awful moves, of course, right? Like so anybody is, that works in their job for a long time, if the so, management changes so, and they're making horrible decisions, it's a no-brainer, but, but right? It's go, not long time, Alex. Go to greener pastures. But it's not long time. If they screw, it's been here 10 years. But I'm saying if Could this, have left a long time ago. But he already you got to look at a contract. He signed two extensions since he's been here. Right, contract to contract. So he's signing contract to contract. His next one's coming up. This is the window they're in. So they don't have a long time going forward. They have this little window. They have this little window right now. You hire the right coach. You make the right moves. 
Giannis feels like you're on the right track, Giannis is going to stay. I agree. That part is different than other NBA players. He's not going to go because he wants to go play with his best friend. He's not going to go right, because right. he wants to be in a market. But he will go if he doesn't like the direction of the team. Yeah. And that's why... Well, why the, do you think his brother's been under contract the last two the seasons, The Bucks right? know what's up. That's why they fired Budenholzer. That's why they're probably going to have to move on from Middleton. And that's why Giannis, I promise you, is involved in any conversation about the roster. One million percent. So... Again, if you think that the Bucks aren't very acutely aware that Giannis can go whenever the hell Giannis wants to go, and that is not beyond the scope of possibility, then you're insane because the Bucks believe that. That's why they fired Budenholzer. That's why they're going to make some roster moves. It doesn't mean Giannis is going to leave for sure. He's going, the only reason, this is what separates Giannis from other NBA players. He's not leaving to be with his buddies. He's not leaving to be in a big market. He's not leaving to... to Go live in Miami and sales tax things. He'd leave because he doesn't think the team is a winner. Why did Kobe stay in L.A.? You brought him up earlier. Because the Lakers bent over backwards over and over again to get it done. And you know what? He asked for, and there was a trade on the table to the Bulls. He wanted it, and the Lakers said no. So even Kobe Bryant, you you know, Giannis's I-never-go-anywhere guy, wanted out. And the Bulls had an offer on the table for Kobe. The Lakers said no. What happened? So even him, he wanted out. He did, that was not the player. In, that was not the player in Palmer era. That would have been uh, late in his career, but I think he would have gotten a ring afterwards. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. First, Iron Jock poll question, what's more important for the Bucks this offseason, nailing their next head coach hire or revamping the roster with younger talent? Right now, 58% of you say head coach. Eh, I'd go with roster. You can, you can win with a coach that's above that. You don't have to, you don't have, to have an elite coach. Just ask Coach Budenholzer to win. You have to have an elite roster and a good coach. Spolstra, there's not, a many, there's not many elite coaches in the NBA. I think Eric Spolstra is one of them. Greg Popovich is one of them. Steve Kerr is one of them. That might be it. And to me, look at Boston. They fired their coach, and now they're back in the Eastern Conference Finals. So there's, it's about the roster more than anything else and having a capable coach. And if they think one of these guys the Milwaukee Bucks are interviewing, it can be one of those guys that is like unquestionably it and a winner. Then you should send them the Ho-Chunk Game in Madison. That's where winners go. Uh, last month alone, over $11 million in jackpots. Go there uh, this weekend. Have a good time. Get some money for Memorial Day. Maybe get yourself on a trip. Go to Ho-Chunk Game in Madison. That's where winners go. But uh, the Adam Madison chimes in 844-770-3776. Rutledge equals idiot. Strofe equals bad golfer. Yeah, I'll take that. I'd rather be a bad golfer than an idiot, personally. Eh. I mean, that's just like your opinion, man. Yeah, call me an idiot. Fair. Like, it's, it's factual. I didn't call bad, you an idiot. No, but it's factual you're a bad golfer. Idiot is just subjective. I'm being called an idiot because I don't, I don't placate to what everyone wants to hear. <laughs> and again, or want, maybe you're just an idiot. Or I just don't <laughs> tell you what you want to hear. Because what I'm saying is 100% correct. Now, I want Giannis to stay, and I do believe John Horst won't screw this up. And I don't, think, I don't think they need to win a title to keep Giannis. I think they have to look like a team that can get to the Eastern Conference Finals and make a run for it. When you look at the East, Alex, I don't know what Philly's going to be. 
I guess we got to always keep Miami on the map because they're doing this without Tyler Hero. He gets healthy. Who knows what they look going look like going forward? They're always in play for a star. Boston clearly, as long as they can keep Jalen Brown, an elite team. But then after that, what are we looking at? So the Bucks should. They have the benefit of there should not be a really tough Eastern Conference again. And if you have the opportunity to have a weak conference and get your way to the Eastern Conference Finals or NBA Finals, that'll keep Giannis happy. It's not, it's not, he's not going to Chicago because he wants to go hang out in the big city or because or his best friends are there. He won't do that. But he would go there if he thinks that they have a better chance to win. Which right now they're further away than the Bucks by a million, even if you stuck Giannis on the team. Most teams are. But, shoot, even teams that are left are further away than the Bucks. Eh, I mean, you put, you put Giannis on those teams, they're probably right there. Well, yeah, you, when you put, yeah, you put the best player in the world uh, on a team, they're wait, obviously no, going to be closer. Actually, yes. no, what, I can't. You cannot, say they're, you cannot say with a straight face they're further away than the Bucks. You don't think right the time. Lakers are further away than the Bucks For going forward? Title? Yeah. Are we not counting this year? They're literally further along than the Bucks. Well, yes, I know that, but I'm saying long, long no, they, term. Next two years, they're better positioned. No, they're not. Than the Bucks. I mean, you still got LeBron and AD. Right, but you still have Giannis in Milwaukee. Yeah, but I don't want. I mean, I don't want to give Giannis too much love there. But and obviously, Denver is better positioned. So is Boston. Miami's probably the only one I would say 100 percent not clearly better positioned. But they have a better coach. For now, we don't know what the Bucks' coach will be. Well, it's going to be hard to be better than Eric Spolstra, who, I mean, one of the best coaches in NBA history. So, I mean, I'd rather be the Bucks and the Warriors right now going forward. Really? Warriors that, got... that one's such a toss-up to me because, they, like, you know, they've, they had those down years and they come back and win the title last year and then they have another down year this year. But their GM is up in the air. Their coach, I think Curl will be back, but the GM's up in the air. They have yeah. Draymond Green up in the air. They have some roster things after. You know, Jim, I, I, I just realized we've, we were almost an hour in and I have not complained about what's really bugging me today. So I'm, I'm laying in bed last night trying to watch Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, yeah. And I have YouTube TV that's as my pro- provider. That's a you problem. It is a me problem, but I've had YouTube TV for years. Never had a problem with it, Sheep. right? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Um, uh, and, you know, I, I flip uh, it on. I started the, I started the uh, Conor McGregor uh, documentary that came out on Netflix yesterday. So I watched, like, the first episode of that. Then I flipped on the game in the second that? half. Uh, UFC uh, fighter. Okay. Uh, like the Tom Brady of UFC. And I um, – Jesus. That's what it is. Can I say a sentence without you interrupting, or are we not doing that today? No. Um, And so third quarter, all of a sudden, the Little Mermaid ad plays over and over and over. And I seriously swear to God, it played played ten times in a row, like five minutes worth, right? And then it finally gets back to the game in the fourth quarter. And then it starts skipping in like 45-second intervals. It would, it would show me five seconds of the game, and, and I think it was Brian Anderson on the call last night. So it would be Brian Anderson talking, and then it would skip a minute forward in the game. And that happened like six times. Then there was 33 seconds left in like a four-point game right before Jimmy Butler hit that huge shot. Stream freezes. It just says TNT is unavailable. And then I can't. Wa- and then the game's over before I know it. YouTube TV just biffed the, the, one of the biggest games of the NBA season thus far, and I couldn't even watch it. Now, and now they're supposed to have NFL Sunday ticket this season. Now, more importantly, uh, that was not just a you problem. I know it was nationwide. It was, it was everybody problem. in the world. I was trying to set up a joke. No, it wasn't just a you problem. It was a YouTube problem. Uh, yeah, good one. Ha. Well, you <laughs> ruined it. You jumped all over it. You ruined my timing. But. Is it a TNT problem? Because No, it's a YouTube TV problem. Okay, because I had Hulu, and there was some – I have Hulu, and there was some screwy, uh, screwy stuff with TNT during the NCAA tournament, too. 
that it would be like behind or like then skip and catch up. Yeah, and the only statement YouTube TV made last night was if you have an issue, and this was five minutes left in the fourth quarter, if you're having an issue watching the Miami Heat versus Boston Celtics game on TNT, we're aware of it and our team is working on a fix. YouTube- Thanks so much for your patience. It's the fourth quarter of the Eastern Conference Finals. YouTube pressure, not- pressure. <laughs> YouTube TV's not serious about sports. Remember they also, didn't they drop ESPN for a day and then they lost like a like 30% of their well, subscribers? Well, they, dro- they dropped Bally a few years back. They still haven't gotten it back. Well, Bally sucks. Nobody carries value. Well, yeah, but that's my ability to watch the Bucks. Yeah, but, and the that's, but that's everyone. Nobody carries that. It's just a bad like you're gonna like it's a bad app. It's a bad business model. Like that's that's literally I don't know anyone that carries value. I, I mean I I, I have it I have it right now because I want to watch the Brewers and the Bucks because I like watching. But you might sports. have like your own app. I'm saying as far as like a service that like, includes value. Like that's a problem with these regional sports. That's why they're all bankrupt. Like YouTube, Hulu, a lot of these. Services well, like that. I, I don't okay. care about how much money they have in the bank, but Jim. I just want to watch them. But that's not a YouTube problem. That's a Valley Sports doesn't have a proper way to sell it to these stations well, problem. But regardless. they dropped ESPN, more importantly, and that dropped like 30% of their subscribers. They had to bring it back like in a day because they were like, well, maybe we'll just drop ESPN. And then they lost like all of their subscribers. And then obviously they put ESPN on like a day later. And then everything was good. It was like right around the bowl season, I believe, too. Or something weird. There was something big happening, and they dropped ESPN for a day. So YouTube is not serious about sports. I just go to Hulu, man. Meh. You see, you're sheep. Bah. Well, I'm just, I'm just stuck in my own way. But it's, you know how much work that is to switch everything. So it's and funny. The reason why I, and... you know, why I don't have YouTube is that I, had, I tried it for like seven days, and I was like, wait, I can just. <laughs> this isn't even an ad or thing. I was like, I can just get ESPN Plus, Disney Plus, and Hulu all one cost. I'm like, done. Used to be an ad. Right, but ESPNMadisonBundle.com. I mean, right. Does that but, still work? I haven't tried it. I don't know, but I had it before the bundle thing because as soon as I went to it, I'm like, wait, why would I just pay YouTube TV? And then I got to get ESPN Plus. And then I got to get Disney Plus. I'll just go to Hulu and get it all right here. Yeah. So I'm just saying that, like, maybe it's paying. You get live TV then, too? Yeah, I do live TV with Hulu and then ad free other stuff. Huh. And then I get Disney Plus and ESPN Plus. And well, I think I pay like 80 bucks. I'm going to give YouTube TV one more chance. If it happens again, I'm done. Oh, man. Well, they have Sunday like, ticket. You can't. You can buy that. I could get Sunday ticket at, at hot. You have to get it you, you know, through YouTube TV now, but starting this year. Yeah, but I you can buy the. I thought you could just buy the subscription. Yeah, but that, I mean, yeah, but if they're if they're doing this in one game in the Eastern Conference Finals, how can I trust them to run sixteen games on an NFL Sunday? Why are you buying a ticket? You're a Packers fan. Because I like watching the NFL. How many games can you watch at once? You're going to watch the Packers. You got the other games. Well, the red zone, and uh, sometimes I'm going to want to watch the Jets I, I'm or curious, the Bears or like, the Lions or the Vikings. You are. Uh, I like keeping tabs. You are a very interesting uh, test case here because the problem that they've had with these the Sunday ticket sort of thing is that most most fans are not really You're out on of the their board market. of directors or what? How do you know all this? I, my other job. Most fans are within their market, and so they're not necessarily motivated to spend the kind of money that YouTube TV is charging for DirecTV, or I'm sorry, for the NFL Sunday ticket. They're not motivated enough to do it because they just say, I'll watch my team, I'll watch all the other primetime games, and I can watch, you know, other, you know, keep my, I can watch games all throughout the day. I don't have to watch three at a time. But not everyone has ADD like Alex Struff, so I get it. Can I give away some beer? Uh, no, because Ryan has to do a sports center and I cannot multitask. You that is this? very correct. You hear this? I heard your sports a center. shot at him. I heard your sports center. You can't just do a sports center and pick up the phone afterwards. No, because all the calls will drop then. I mean, so then it's a waste of everybody's time for calling. Unless you want to hear Giannis ring. Well, it only rings a certain amount, and his sports center is ninety seconds long, and it's less than ninety seconds. So wait until we come back, and then we'll give away beer. Get your fingers ready, folks, because as soon as he's done, I'm giving away some beer. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light.